0: So you can be the leader in your life and your business. One who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside. All right. I'm so excited to be back today. We have Diana Davis. She is a business coach for creatives, which as you know, here we are multi-passionate and that is her jam. I actually couldn't introduce her and all the magic as well as she could. But a little side note is that we actually met at an entrepreneur retreat at like the most magical place on the planet which is like everywhere, but at Lake Atalan in Eagle's Nest, which is in Guatemala. So beautiful. And I was five months pregnant. And I just remember Diana being there, just this beam, this light. And I'm excited to bring her on and see where the conversation takes us today.
1: Yeah, we never know. It could take us anywhere. Hello, nice to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit more about your journey right now and where life has you because I think that'll really intrigue the audience here.
1: Yeah, so, oh man, where to even start? We'll start from where we're at right now. Like you said, I am in Mill Valley, California, which is so random and such a universe thing. Um, I'm a nomad, full-time nomad, and I've been for a year. I got out of a six-year relationship In June of 2022, I always have to think of what year it is. It's like post COVID. Blows my brain. Um, And yeah, I've been all over the world in the last year, running my business, doing life, lifing kind of for the first time, and having that as the forefront. Um, But yeah, I'm in Mill Valley, California, for five weeks, which is the longest I've been anywhere this entire year, and just kind of grounding and doing my thing and getting back to honestly a lot of self-trust and coming back to my own power I said yesterday kind of as a joke like the memoir of a girl who just came back to her own power again and again and again (laughs) (laughs) and here we are so in a nutshell that's my life right now um Yeah. I'm a business coach for creatives. I used to be a photographer and graphic designer. We could get into that whole story, but yeah, that's where we're at.
0: Hmm. I actually was thinking about like when I met Diana she was telling me she lived in New York and she was like a professional photographer and then moved to call, was it Colorado that you were in? Yeah. Colorado became a business coach. And so as we're here on Amplified Impact, just multi-passionate, it's something that you help people really tap into and, and hone this gift in themselves. And She's also a retreat facilitator, which is super cool because her next spot is going to be in Ecuador, right? Yeah, we actually just
1: <laughs> launched it to the waitlist yesterday. So this is very timely.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what I love is like you show your audience, me and anyone listening that you can go all into something. We love it. And she's incredible. She is such a good photographer and grow out of it. And do something else, and be really good at it. And it's sometimes we get stuck. And I have to do this because I'm good at it. And I have so many conversations, like, but what about what if? And and how did you give yourself that permission to like close a chapter to something that you're so good at?
1: Mm. I mean, I actually I have a podcast as well called Pollen, and talk about giving yourself permission, just naming it, whatever the heck you want to name it. So it's called Pollen. And I actually just had my dad, who is the cowboy on my podcast. And why I say that is because going back to his wisdom, I really think he gave me a lot of permission to be able to change my mind. Um, His whole quote, he's a very spiritual person. He's like, If God has something in store for you, if there is change coming, you should be so excited because it's going to be better than you could have ever imagined. And so growing up in that to, you know, as the daughter of someone who quit this full time, very um, kind of corporate gig, you know, not super, he was a lineman, which is still very hands on. and a cowboy in a different way um which means you work on like electrical poles and you're climbing all the time and it's crazy but he quit that life a well paying life you know getting his retirement all of that to fulfill his dream of ranching and to see that was a huge permission slip and always has been and so i was a photographer professionally since i was 16 my first like paid gig was second shooting weddings um, on film, you know, when I was 16. And so this is something I've been doing for a long time or had been doing and to just set it down. And as you and I know, Kate Scudder says a lot, like compost it to let it compost and give it back to the earth and let it feed our next thing. It takes a lot of guts because it's really hard to tell people. I think that's the hardest part is to tell people we're quitting or we're putting something down. Um, you know, even going back to my dad, it's a lot easier for him to brag about a daughter who's a photographer in New York City than a business coach for creatives, and no one really knows what that is. And, you know, she's traveling the world and we don't know, you know, is she having a mental breakdown? We don't know. But yeah, I think there's a lot of permission there for me. And I think surrounding yourself also with multi passionate people who give you that permission slip.
0: I really love that you talk about giving permission because I feel like that's often like what my life is leading and what other people do. But like you gave me goosebumps down my entire body when you said your dad's quote, because I was having these conversations behind the scenes with my coaches and friends. And I realized that my life literally was like taking big risks and having a dream and going for it and realizing that it wasn't even though I was afraid, even though I feared it. It always was so much better than I could have ever even imagined. And it's like, okay, God's gift, God's trust, God's alignment, whatever you want to call it, it's in the stars. But so many people feel afraid and they don't give themselves permission to go after what it is they dream because of the fear or the what other people are going to think and something that has always helped me is like we're being judged right now in this very moment no matter what you're being judged and there's going to be people that like you and there's people that don't like you and as long as you're following what's calling you it's like it's going to be better for you than you could have ever imagined and like like you were saying Oh, other people think I quit, I stopped, like I invested all of this and now I'm going the other way. I actually didn't know that Kate Scudder said compost it, but being a Costa Rican girl that's like growing plants and all the things, I love the idea of composting because I was on a client call yesterday and she's like, I just want to burn it to the ground. And I'm like, but you don't have to burn it to the ground. Like, can't we take it with us? (laughs) And so I think really being able to compost it is like it stays as a part of us. It becomes who we are. And for you as a graphic designer, like you have a beautiful brand. And I know that's something that you do with your clients is you take being a photographer and branding into your business coaching. And like, that's one of your gifts now as a business coach is like, let me help you look a little prettier, more aesthetic, you know, stand out in that way. Maybe you can talk about how you've composted and reused these skills from your past into who you are today.
1: Yeah, I think actually, you know, I'm more on the side of like fuck the branding and fuck the design like messy action let's put yourself out there of course it's important in the end but we definitely don't start there it's more so really getting in tune and clear with who you are and why the heck you're taking this journey in the first place because it's not an easy one and we could so easily choose to go get a different job where we have a boss and quote unquote security and all the above. Um, so I really think what I've taken from that journey is more so my experience being a creative and putting my work out into the world, pricing myself, um, the confidence of showing up on social media, getting my own photo shoots done so I can show up, all of that from, you know, client pipelines to mindset work and everything and i'm going through it all the time i always say you know leading beside you another one of my mentors says that like isn't it so much less pressured if especially if you're a coach or a leader to lead beside people that you don't always have to be like 15 steps ahead of them you can just be with them and i think even for me right now the things that i'm going through i'm being initiated through are things I'm going to be able to help my clients with. And so I look at that creative career as my coaching certification um, in a way.
0: Yeah, and I like what you said about the initiation of it. And I'm all for messy action. I often send out emails with broken links, spelling, grammar. (laughs) I take action. So so I totally agree with that. But something that you said was the initiation. And when we step fully into going online and starting a business or however it is that you're going to step up and shine, there's so much that comes from the initiation that happens so that you can be with and be vulnerable. I had a conversation just before we were on this call actually about ChatGPT and I was like, yeah, people are talking about it's gonna take over, but I'm like, no one's gonna be able to talk about being in the valley that you're in right now. You're in a really dark Mm -hmm. place. And if you can say, hey, let me take your hand. I got you, I've been there before, let me show you what I did. ChatGPT GPT can't do that. And so it's like, this is really what's going to allow our brands to continue to grow and evolve is like us being initiated and in doing the soul work. And I know that you're in it right now. And, and you've been talking about like things that you coach your clients on and being reinitiated into the work. And it's what makes us human. And there is no scale, there is no ladder, there is no staircase. It's like, you're a human, I'm a human. And I like the idea of, yeah, leading this place and space together.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, as we know, people buy from people, especially in a creative career, a personal brand, like they're here for us. We're not the best coaches in the world. But they're here because you lead retreats, or you had a baby or you live you know, a non traditional life in the jungle, like, they're here for me, because I am nomadic and spontaneous and have been through the creative process and, you know, have been burnt out and whatever, right? I've connected with so many people even around my breakup. And like the people that come out of the woodworks when you actually just stop selling for a second, (laughs) and just show up as you it's wild.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a great point. Cause I was like talking to a client and she was telling me all these stories and I was like, I don't see that in any of your content. I just learned so much about you right now. Like that's missing. I was like, I literally just had someone sign on to one of my programs because they saw me surfing in Pavones and I lost my dad to cancer. And Mm -hmm. there's so many business coaches out there, but it was those two key points that like, you don't have that story. Like when you said I had my dad on the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to have my dad on my podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and so it's like those relatability pieces that really do connect us to the clients that want to work through with us is it's the connection. And I know that so many people listening here are retreat facilitators. They want to be nomadic. They want to travel around. Do you want to share like why you decided to travel? I see you living like your own eat, pray, love experience, which I did after a really long breakup. So I see my version of you, but what about someone that's like, can I start my business right now? If I want to be nomadic, like how is your business thriving while you're nomadic?
1: Yeah, I'll start just with kind of how it came to be. And I think, you know, I'm going through, I did a whole live yesterday on Instagram around what do we want? Like, I think we finally get to this place where it is better than we could have ever imagined. And we don't know what else, right? And so I think, you know, going with that theme a little bit, just realizing that the things we want develop and are slowly uncovered kind of like a fog, you know, lifting or one of like a photo being revealed in a dark room instead of just like, Oh, I want to be nomadic. And I'm going to go do that. It's like, it doesn't just always happen like that. I just want to give that permission to let yourself slow down and not need to like have this pie in the sky dream and be like, working towards it, like let it unfold. And for me, it started with my ex partner and I quite a few years ago, 2019, maybe um, couldn't decide on where we wanted to live outside of New York City. And so someone, a really good friend of mine and client sat across a brunch table with me and talked about how she traveled around as a photographer. And I was like, wow, that's possible. Then that's when the seed was planted. And so then my ex and I were trying to figure that out to travel full time. We're going to do it for like a year. And then COVID happened. Like we had deposits down on remote year, if you've ever heard of it, and all these things. And then COVID happened and we were stuck. And he was miserable, blah, blah, blah. Like doesn't even matter. We eventually moved to Colorado. And I am from Colorado and I didn't really want to move to Colorado and it didn't feel aligned. And all of a sudden I was on this track to get married again. I'm divorced to get married again, or at least engaged buy a house and like live in Denver, (laughs) which no offense. If anyone lives in Denver, it's not my soul city. And that was that. And I was like, I have to give up this dream. And it wasn't even this big letdown, it just like was what it was, right? And I had passwords even. I love making my passwords like my desires. I don't really love the word goals, but I had my password as like travel the world 2020 exclamation point. Right. And it was like then we broke up in 2022. And I just knew the minute that happened I had to go do this. It had been on my heart and I'd been suppressing it for a long time. And so my big thing here is not really the strategy of how to be nomadic or how to make it work. It's like Brianna Weiss, if you've ever heard of her or read the mountain is you, she talks about borrowing other people's desires is a really scary thing, right? Like if you're sitting here going, "Oh, I want to be nomadic, that would be so cool." Do you actually or does it just sound like a good time? Is it really on your heart? Is it really part of your DNA? Is it really part of your story? And then if it is, there's ways to do it, right? There's ways to make it easier, there's ways to make it harder. <laughs> there's different ways we could do it, but it's going to be according to you. My version of nomad isn't going to be the version that someone else is going to do. But what I want to ask everyone is like, is entrepreneurship actually your own desire? Or are you borrowing that from somebody? Is nomad life actually your own desire? Or are you thinking you should, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And that's how it unfolded for me.
0: I love what you shared about you had this plan with your ex-partner and the plan actually ended up unfolding post the relationship and how when we split up from that person especially a 6 years 6 year relationship it's deciphering like what was ours and what was mine which mm-hmm. this like question is do i really want that oftentimes like yeah i think i want that people say i want to be an entrepreneur or i want to move to costa rica or i want to travel the world and i'm like but do you really Because there is the positive and there is the negative in every single situation. And oftentimes people move to Costa Rica and they're like, they come on vacation, I'm going to move there. And I'm like, do you know what it means to go to the bank? Do you know what it means to try to pay your bill? Do you know, you know, and so we have these ideas of what we think we're going to do. But when it actually happens, we can change the plan, we can change the direction. And here you are a year into the nomadic shift. And what do you think that you've learned about the desire of it and actually experiencing it?
1: Mm. People always tell me kind of like, and not to try to naysay it or tell people like, well, it's really hard. Are you sure? You know, if it's on your heart, it's on your heart for a reason. You just have to make sure you're not borrowing those desires. But for me, how I know it's mine and how I know it's right is people all the time are like, oh my God, I can't imagine living out of a suitcase. How has it been for you? All these things. And I'm just like, it just is like, it's not hard. Of course, life is hard. Like. I experience burnout when I am at home sitting at a desk in Denver for a year and a half. You know, it's like, has nothing to do with it being nomadic. I think it's a matter of, does this feel aligned for you? And it does. It just feels like it just is. Like I am a nomad and I live place to place. I didn't know I was even going to be here in Mill Valley, California, like a week and a half ago. I had no idea. So that's how I know that it's aligned. I'm just like, yep, it just is. And it's easy for me. And some people are like, there's no way I could do it. And I'm like, if it's not for you, you should not (laughs) do it. No.
0: I think too, what you brought up is like, how do I know if it's for me? How do I know if it's going to work? How do I trust this you don't know until you do it and you feel it. And that's what you brought Mm -hmm. to the conversation. It's like, I feel it. And yes, it is really challenging to be a nomad. It's really challenging to not know where you're going to be next week. I remember like she said, she's going to be on the podcast maybe. And so like, I never seen your canceled call and I was like, okay, so she must be on for the podcast recording. Like so cool. And what happens is like when we don't know and we live in the unknown, like it's strengthening your ability to not know. And some Mm -hmm. people need the certainty security of being in a rooted grounded place and you learn that about yourself just as in entrepreneurship it's like you think you want to be an entrepreneur and there's this ideas but there's a lot of times like your income isn't stable it's up and down and sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really low and you wonder if you can hold the void and the void is like where we strengthen the soul and our ability to do the hard things and like keep going but like when the feeling aligns and it's like I'm gonna pivot careers. I'm gonna leave the relationship. I'm gonna travel the world. The only thing that I believe stops us is not taking action and going and going for it and going to find out and yeah, I'm mm-hmm. curious what you see moving forward like now that you've been nomadic for a year, you're separated for a year, you guys split up and you're doing the thing. Like what do you see moving forward for yourself and your business? Like do you have a vision or goals or is it like you're just living moment to moment and letting like the wind blow you?
1: Yeah, first I love what you said and the void is such a powerful place. And I totally agree that the only way you can know is try. And I call that like the sandbox time. You know, when I was first a photographer, I had been laid off from my magazine job in New York City. And I was shooting like bar mitzvahs. (laughs) Like I don't shoot bar mitzvahs. I was, you know, eventually working with women and wellness entrepreneurs. And that was my jam. But like I shot a bar mitzvah and it's okay that I did that because then I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. So my other thing, my tip for this is give yourself a timeline. You know, when I went full-time entrepreneur, for example, I got laid off. I could have either went and found another job or really worked on this entrepreneur thing. And for me, it was so helpful to go, okay, it's September. If I am broke and miserable by December, I'll go get a job. But until then I'm a hundred percent Going towards this thing that I think I want. And we're going to see because the worst thing we can do is that when it's a little bit hard, just like you're saying in the void, we back out and we're like, oh my God. So, you know, think of the brain energy you're using when 15,000 thoughts a day are, should I go get that job? Should I go get that job? Instead of just giving yourself till December and going, I'm not even going to think about that. And we'll just check back in. Then, right? So, I just want to say that first. And then, as far as like what is next, I think I'm figuring that out. I know, like, the things I do know, I am really lit up by this lifestyle. I do need longer stays. Part of the reason why I wanted to travel full time is because I never traveled at all, hardly until I was 27. And we're talking like internationally, I'm not doing like a van life situation. Um, so I felt like if I died tomorrow, I would never have made it to the places that I wanted to see. And if I took a two week vacation every year, it would take me till I was like 85 (laughs) to go to the places that I wanted to see. So for me, traveling full time meant I go to Australia and I live there. So I'm able to go to Brisbane for two weeks and Byron Bay for two weeks and Melbourne, you know, all the things and really check off a lot of boxes. I've checked off a lot of boxes in the last year. Amsterdam is my like last one, which is in a few weeks. And then I know that I want like longer stays, a little more stability, a little more grounding. I sort of had my Peter Pan year last year of. Kind of pretending reality wasn't real and it was amazing. And I'm ready to like dig back in. It's time to like really get down to brass tacks and get back to the things that I'm passionate about, like my business. Um, But like I said, it's a daunting question to say, what do you want? Because it's really hard when you've reached a lot of your dreams and you're like, what's next? Like, what could even be more? you know, like you were even saying, like, I built an office, we're building an office for myself outside. And that's going to be so helpful. Like, maybe that's the next thing. It's can be simple, because your dreams are coming to fruition. And it's just the simple cherries on top, you get to decide. But that's kind of where I'm at. And where I'm pivoting, like very law of attraction style, of Okay, I don't want this, so let that tell me what I do want. Even in like the tiniest ways. Like I'll I'll rent a car from somebody and something I don't like about that car. It's like, okay, well I don't want that. So what do I want in the future? Or I stay in so many Airbnbs in different places and I'm finding out what I want in like a living situation. So I think it's always a kind of a journey of figuring out what I want and what's next, but it's really about just like one freaking step at a time. I do know I'm so aligned with my containers. I love coaching my group courses, Camp Clarity and Ascend. Those are been going strong for 3 years. I am so lit up by the retreats that I'm hosting. Ecuador is next in February, which is so exciting even though there's things trying to like poke holes in my balloon, you know, and testing me. But I'm so excited for those. And we're also launching a community for creative entrepreneurs, which I'm really stoked on. Um, but as far as like relationship and living and location, like, who knows, just one day at a time.
0: Mm, yeah, I think what you shared too that really stood out is like, You find out what you don't want sometimes to find out and redirect towards what you do want. And that is the pathway to get to what you want. And yeah, it can be daunting when you're like, I've done it all. I just need Amsterdam. And then it's like, well, let's see. And I love how you focus on what is working, what you know that you want, what you're putting your energy in and towards and how that is like the focus rather than knowing what the big grand thing is. Because we've been conditioned that we need to know where we're going other, what do you mean? Like you don't have an idea, you don't have a direction and that look is looked at as less successful or like we're going through an identity crisis or we're having a mental breakdown. But like, what if that is like, and that is for me at least is like, it's this whole journey of just arriving to where we need to get to grow. And when you check everything off the list, it's like, can you just be grateful? Can you just be happy? Can you just like, you know, I I lay in my bed at night with my son He takes me out of my personal practice, my journaling, my card pulling. And I I cry because I'm like, I want me time. But I'm like, oh, but remember when you wanted to be a mom? And I just Mm like, I I get so grateful in those moments, even though there's a sacrifice. And I think sometimes what we don't realize is when we do get what we want, we realize living out a suitcase, we realize that we actually don't like going from Airbnb every other day, not knowing where we're going to be next week. And We find out that what we thought we desired is actually testing us to grow into what it is that we truly do want. And that is navigating, Mm -hmm. you know, the nose along the way and giving ourselves that permission, as we said before, to navigate and to grow and let it constantly continue to evolve I would love to just ask you, what are your retreats like? I know that many of our listeners host retreats, and this is something that you've been growing into. You did it in Colorado, you did it in Greece, now to Ecuador. Tell us more about like what your retreats are, your vision, and your why for retreats.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, when you and I were in Guatemala, which was incredible and a whole experience, right? Uh, I remember literally saying, I would never do retreats like no way not a chance like this is way too much and then you know i can't even pinpoint the day or the moment that made me decide to go for it it just kind of happened and i think a lot of that has to do with my team i have have two like kind of full-time team members that we collaborate a lot which i love i'm total gemini and I think it just was born out of, let's just do it. Let's just see. I am a community builder and I'm absolutely a business coach. But like at the end of the day, we say, come for the coaching, stay for the community. It's really incredible. And so getting those people in one room in real life was just so important to me what's funny is my first one was in Colorado, which I thought was going to be so easy and convenient because I lived there, but then I went nomadic. So I actually had to fly back from like Italy (laughs) to come back for it. Um, and they're just like a magical space and something that I'm really good at is setting expectations in the container. So I've been to a lot of retreats and I'm sure you have too, especially with coaches and I don't coach coaches. Some of them are coaches, but really creatives. where people are just kind of on an agenda, like they're coming and they're trying to get their next client and they're, you know, having conversations on the side, trying to make things happen. And I just blow that fuse right away. I'm like, we are not our businesses. We are here to unwind, to integrate, to have the space to transform. Like it's really not a space around you're going to have this crazy transformation. It's that we're all in our own transformation and this is giving us the space to do it, to to finally let it happen. It's like the chrysalis, right? So the retreats are a mix of everything I love from culinary experiences to adventure outdoor stuff to business coaching to movement. Um, We do something different every time there's always daily business coaching but there's always daily activities and movement but what i would say like the core theme is the community it's just like none other and i don't know how i attract these people i feel really honored to attract such a amazing type of situation just as an example in greece and she would be fine with me telling you this we the first day my wellness facilitator had a peanut allergy situation, like something was cross contaminated with something. And that shit is scary. If you've ever been a part of it. um, I had never been a part of it. And man, like the amount of gaslighting we do to people with allergies until it actually happens. And then you're like, whoa, hospital all of the above. And the way people handled it said so much about the vibe of this retreat, like even the person who ate the thing that wasn't supposed to be eaten by her. And that's like, our fault. She could have blamed she could have, who knows, and she was just like, you know, chalk it up to a Scorpio blood moon and a near death experience to like really wake you up. (laughs) And everyone was just so chill about it. And like, Supportive and my team was amazing. And so it's, I think retreats can be the best experiences and cuisine and all of this fancy stuff in the world. And ours are really bougie and fun. But if it doesn't have that community piece and the right vibe, then like it's not a good time. So I'm sure yours are the same way, where it's just like the people are really where it's at.
0: Yeah, I love and I'll highlight something always goes wrong at retreats because it's a retreat. It's the initiation, as we spoke of, that really takes us into what it is that needs to happen and unfold. And no matter how well you plan it, you prepare for it, you check all the boxes, you do everything, there will be something. And that's why being an incredible space holder is so important. Mm -hmm. And you can't lead a retreat and not have a high value in community. And so I always say, So as you were mentioning, like for me, like the number one gift that I've always had is the people that I attract, the people that come into my world. And it's just been a gift that I connect different people together. And so for me, it was naturally to do retreats. And I always say like retreats are a really great place for you to tap into all of your skills and bring the creativity into this space and place. It's like, you don't have to just choose one. There doesn't need to be niching down. And I also find it interesting, you mentioned the the fires, putting out Little fires. There's always going to be little fires and retreats. And it's like, you, this is the space and place for transformation and transformation is not easy. There's always going to be a muddy moment, but at the end, it's coming together in this beautiful transformation, the flower, the lotus, it's ending. And like, you did this, you brought these people together and then they are friends forever. And so you get to continue like being a thread into their lives because they met that person there. And that continues to weave on in the impact that you have in the world and in the business that you create, which, you know, I know that you're doing that so well. And I love that we get to be here. You on the podcast post Guatemala. If you're not already, check out Diana Davis on her Instagram. Maybe together we'll all meet together in um, Ecuador. It's on my there wish. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, provide. To have you. No, um, but tell us where can we find you? What you're up to? And if anyone wants to come and be in your world, where best to go?
1: Yeah. I mean, Instagram is where I hang out. Like, I am there. I'm the one on the other end of the DMs. I love to just connect. I promise I'm not going to like sell you anything. (laughs) We know how that feels. Um, But I really, truly just brag about my community all the time and the people I get to meet on there and eventually meet in real life, especially because I travel all over. So Diana Davis Creative is where I'm at all over the board, whether it's website or Instagram. Um, That's really where I hang out. And I do a lot of free, really awesome masterclasses that you actually get to connect with the creative entrepreneurs within that. I had someone tell me the other day, they were like, Diana, I have 200 mutual connections with you because I've just like expanded my network through the events and retreats and masterclasses and all of that. So there's always a free place to plug in. Like I said, we're launching a community soon. And yeah, Ecuador, if you want to like hang out in real life.
0: Yes, real life. And I can attest I've been to your masterclasses before in Wishless Ecuador. Thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to connecting with you soon so grateful. Thanks. Bye. Again, thank you for supporting and listening to the show. Be sure to take a screenshot of this, share it on your social media and tag me at Amber Hagberg. I will talk to you on the next episode.